0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another message online for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio. Uh, the message date is Sunday, March the 13th, 2022. My name is Melvin Gaines. Thanks for being here. And of course, everyone is welcome to participate in these messages. If you are not with Akron Alliance, we welcome you anyway. Welcome you to come and join us and uh, hopefully spread the word and share that we're always online with Sunday School and Messages uh, for anyone to take in and share and pray over, and we thank you again for being here. Let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Father, thank you for this time that you've given to us to sit quietly now and allow the Holy Spirit to speak. Where the words that I share, Lord, are not my words, but your words, I pray that that will always be the case. We pray, Lord, now that you give us the mindset to think on terms of when it's time to share about your goodness with others, that we remember to yield to the Spirit and allow you to speak through us. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do to encourage us and help us to be able to proclaim your word to others, your truth. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. With the recent events in Russia and Ukraine, there has been a recent uptick in discussion pertaining to the fulfillment of biblical prophecy and the speculation as to where we are in the end times. Uh, Pat Robertson of the Christian Broadcasting Network recently came out of retirement to publicly state that Russian President Vladimir Putin was compelled by God as a quote, to invade Ukraine as a precursor for a massive end times invasion of Israel. He cited Ezekiel 38 as an indicator that was happening now and it was the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophecy. While this particular world event is indeed significant, any time where there's a war or a skirmish, uh, it's a significant thing. I personally think that comparing what is presently taking place uh, to the reference of Ezekiel 38 is premature, and unfortunately, Robertson has a history of sharing prophetic messages that have not shown themselves to be accurate. He may indeed be accurate about setting the table for a possible future event, but there is much more that needs to take place here. Pastor Adriel Sanchez of North Park Presbyterian Church in San Diego stated on his corechristianity.com webcast that Ezekiel 38 refers to a coalition of seven nations coming against the people of God. He cautions those who look at Russia, Ukraine, and any other events as cataclysmic to not be obsessed with worry and consternation or having a doomsday perspective. It's just not the right approach. Pastor Sanchez wants everyone to take comfort because the Lord is in control. He always has been in control. His statement rings true. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Ezekiel 38. Let's take a look at one particular passage in Ezekiel 38 that I want to focus on for just this moment. Ezekiel 38, verse 16. Ezekiel 38 verse 16. This will be from the ESV version. Ezekiel 38, verse 16. You will come up against my people, Israel, like a cloud covering the land, In the latter days I will bring you against my land, that the nations may know me, when through you, O Gog, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. Now, it is indeed important to seek the Lord in times such as these, but we need to recognize, even in the midst of what may ultimately be the fulfillment of prophecy, there is nothing happening where God is not aware or involved. Amen. There's nothing happening where God is not present in some way, shape, or form. And he's making a testimony in that passage that he indeed is involved. He will be there when the moment counts and he will be there to show himself before all who are paying attention. If anything, we should be encouraged by the opportunities that present themselves about our reason to be encouraged. We need to tell others to not be fearful of things like the wars and rumors of wars that Jesus spoke of, or even the threat of World War III. We are to focus instead as to how God will show himself with power and might to everyone as he promises in Ezekiel 38. He will demonstrate his hand and show everyone without a doubt that he will prevail and that he is Lord over all for this we should be encouraged and ready to speak please turn to first peter chapter 3 first peter chapter 3 and let's look at verse 15 first peter 3 verse 15 we need to be ready be prepared be ready to speak when called upon and the Spirit helps with this. But it says in 1 Peter 3, verse 15, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Be ready to tell people how you feel about Jesus. For the believer in Jesus Christ, the indwelling Holy Spirit should always bring us back to a place of comfort and confidence that the Lord is in control. We should have comfort and confidence that God is indeed in control. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says for God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control. Amen. That's how we are to live. That should always be the default way We as believers live for Jesus Christ. Look at these particular passages now coming up and note the common thing being conveyed in each one of them. Turn to Psalm 56, verse 11. Psalm 56, verse 11. And each of these will be in the English Standard Version, by the way. I think all of the passages in this particular message are English Standard Version, so we won't keep repeating that. But Psalm 56, 11, In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Now flip ahead in your Bible or electronic device to Psalm 118, 6. Psalm 118, Verse 6. Psalm 118, verse 6 says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Amen. Now turn over to a New Testament passage, Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13. Again, verse six, Hebrews 13, six. Hebrews 13, six says, so we can confidently say the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Here's the bottom line. You see the theme? What can man do to me? What can happen to me? There's no need to be fearful about speaking up for Jesus. That's what we need to take away from that. There is no reason to be fearful. Anything you receive from someone else about speaking up for Jesus is not about an attack against you; it's an attack against Jesus. And that's you should be honored for that. And God is indeed glorified because he is going to. He's been basically saying, if you declare His name before others. Uh, He's being glorified, no matter what the response is. What can man do to me? If we have faith and believe in God's message here, he will embolden you to speak up more and more about Jesus Christ. I mentioned recently that there was a rush on Bibles in the Ukraine to the point that they were sold out. There is a hunger for God's word right now. Amen. There's a hunger for God's word. We need to talk more and more about being in a relationship with Jesus Christ and keep speaking about his goodness, his greatness in this moment and from this day forward. He indeed is a good God, but he is also a great God. And we need to speak up in that manner about who he is. This is very important because of our current position in the timeline of the end times. Time is indeed short, and the return of Jesus is imminent. Imminent. Turn, please, to Matthew chapter 24. Let's look at verse 42. And then we're going to go over to verse 13 in, in chapter 25. Let's start with Matthew 24, verse 42. Matthew 24, verse 42. Verse 42 says, Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. We don't know. But we know he's coming, and he's coming soon. And then flip over to chapter 25, verse 13. Matthew twenty-five, thirteen, And that states, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. We don't know the day or the hour. We've had all these predictions in the past that tried to pinpoint what day Jesus would return. And, of course, none of them were correct. So here we are again, same situation. We don't know when he's coming back, but we need to live in such a manner where we're ready when he does come back. Amen? Let's get in the mindset of talking more and more about Jesus. We share the goodness of Jesus with with others because he has been good to us, and we want others to experience the goodness of God's salvation and eternal life in Jesus Christ. That's what we want, and that's what God wants too. It is evident today that followers of Jesus Christ have their work cut out for them. The life and times of today's world present great challenges each day and it requires everyone who is serious about Jesus Christ to answer the call in the effort to proclaim the gospel to all who need to hear it. Within the midst of Jesus' command is his assurance that each believer, in facing the world's challenges, will not be alone. Please turn to Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20. It's important to always remember that wherever you go, whatever you're doing, and whenever you're speaking about his truth, he's right there with you. He is in the presence of you and anybody else who you're around. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. What a wonderful passage that is. The greatest difficulty in a believer's ability to carry out Jesus' command is not in the power of Jesus Christ and his working of the Holy Spirit, but rather in that of the self-confidence of the believer. The self-confidence of the believer. While the desire to be a testimony of the gospel is there, the world will challenge that testimony at every turn with its own onslaught of opposition. You name it, Satan has opposition for us, waiting. Now, this combination, though, a lack of confidence rooted in a lack of faith in God's abilities, coupled with the world's resistance of the gospel, presents these obstacles that stop a believer's efforts right in their tracks. Now, let's personalize this now. You, the believer, must overcome fear, overcome resistance, that prevents the effective proclamation of the gospel to those who need to hear it. For many believers, this is an accurate portrayal of where they are in their spiritual life. The fear and lack of self-confidence shuts them down. But the good news is that you can move beyond these fears with the help of the Holy Spirit, but the believer must assume the responsibility of taking the initiative to grow and develop in his or her faith. What limits us from really speaking up about the gospel? Sometimes it just starts with the level of faith. It just starts with the level of maturity in where they are as believers. Remember, God enables every believer in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, but the believer must acknowledge the Spirit's power in order for him to work. You've got to acknowledge it. It's there, it's waiting to be used. In your efforts to communicate the gospel, you should expect setbacks to occur because of opposition, but you remain successful as you continue to edify the name and character of Jesus and devote everything to his glory. In other words, the more you speak up about who he is, his character, who he represents, it's not a waste of time. Never let one who resists the message of the gospel deter you from keeping up the effort to share with others. It's almost like practice makes perfect. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. The Holy Spirit is always at work as we speak his truth. Always remember that. Remember what it says in Matthew chapter 28. I'm with you always. I'm always there with you. You must stay in a close relationship to Jesus in order to recognize growth in your ministry. You and I need to get with him and stay with him. Amen. We overcome fear and trepidation by relying upon the loving presence of Jesus Christ and the ongoing reassurance and sanctification of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit makes us better, helps us to get better at what we do. He helps us to get much more effective in what we do the more we just try it and see. Let the Spirit work with you. Our closeness, of course, starts with the Word of God. We've got to be in the Word. He is the living Word. Take a look at Psalm 119. I'm going to read verses 104 through 106. Psalm 119, verses 104 through 106. Psalm 119, 104 states, Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then 106, I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. Amen. You must read his word. You must investigate it and meditate on it in order to convey his truths to others. The very first Psalm, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law, in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Man, I would love to be just like that verse all the time. In all that he does, he prospers. And it's not because of anything that I'd be doing. It's because Jesus Christ is the one who's enabling me to do it on his behalf. And that's how we all should be. You are to be the messenger of the gospel to others, to testify about the great value of God's word. It has a value. Be the messenger for Jesus that shares God's truth. Develop and strengthen your faith in Jesus as you build your relationship with him. Keep building it. He becomes more important than those things in the world that at one time meant something to you please turn to Galatians chapter five and let's look at verses 16 and 17. Galatians five, verses 16 and 17. Galatians five, 16 and 17. Verse 16. But I say, walk by the spirit, And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these things are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. And then turn over now to the same chapter, Galatians 5. Look at verses 24 and 25, please. Galatians 5, verses 24 and 25. Verse 24, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Amen. Your growth in Jesus and the power of the holy spirit will enable you to speak boldly for christ at every waking moment amen you are able to speak more effectively for christ because you have comfort being in his presence you have comfort in his presence for your entire life deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says be strong and courageous Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Amen. When you share Jesus, share Jesus with focus and determination. Share the benefit of growth in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Please turn to Psalm 34. Psalm 34, we're going to look at verses 4 and 5, and we're going to look at verse 8 after that. Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5, and then verse 8. Psalm 34, verse 4 I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. Amen. And then verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Nothing but good stuff here, isn't it? Seeking after the Lord, he addresses your fears, he helps you along through your life, through your process, through your ministry, through the words you speak to others about Him. And you are indeed blessed because you trust in Him enough to do all of those things. Jesus Christ is our blessed assurance. Our closeness to Him helps us recognize positive results in life. What are those results? His comfort, His grace his mercy, and his blessings, to name just a few. Share with others how Jesus has helped you with blessings and also his provision of strength and endurance, frankly, when you were scuffling. Both testimonies matter because people need to understand that even when bad things happen, Jesus is still there to help be present to reassure others in a navigating a very confusing world. Our world right now is nothing but confusing. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. The things happen very quickly. It's all kinds of confusing. It's also important to share the importance of trusting in Jesus and remaining obedient to his word. Our speech must convey the love of Jesus Christ. Please turn to John chapter 15. Let's look at verses 9 through 14. John chapter 15, verses 9 through 14. We've got to convey in our speech, in our conversation with others, the love of Jesus Christ. People need to see love. People need to see kindness within the communication. John chapter 15 verse 9 As the Father has loved me so I have loved you abide in my love verse 10 if you keep my commandments you will be you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full verse 12 this is my commandment that you love one another as i have loved you greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends you are my friends if you do what i command you his commands are worth paying attention to They're worth paying attention to because he tells us what is indeed good for us. Of course, this requires faith, but don't hesitate in sharing about the love and goodness of Jesus. It requires the faith of the person listening to you to be able to recognize what's being said and believe in it. But don't let that stop you from speaking about it. Keep speaking about it. When we need a boost of confidence as we share... He is ready to assist as we seek after him. We need to know in order for us to share what we know. We need to know what's going on, what we're talking about in order to share it, right? Take a look at First John chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. First John chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. 1 John 5, verse 13. Let's start there. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Amen. That you may know that you have eternal life. Verse 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse fifteen, and if we know that he hears us when in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that he have that we have asked of him. In order to effectively share the love and goodness of Jesus Christ, it requires a consistent and persistent series of actions that will help you grow and develop your faith. A consistent and persistent series of actions that will help you grow and develop your faith. It is done with the following: first, a meticulous study of God's Word, with prayer and meditation for understanding through the teaching of the Holy Spirit. It's done with a desire to obey Jesus' Word because of a growing relationship with him to promote greater consistency. Our perfection is in Jesus and Jesus alone. It's not by what we're doing. It's because Jesus perfects what we're doing. And finally, a boldness to speak and act in a Christ-like manner with the ability to share freely without fear and endure any potential persecution. Amen. The more that you learn about Jesus the more you will readily share with others about Jesus. It is a natural progression as you follow his command within the Great Commission. Remember the Great Commission. The world needs to see the faith of every believer in Jesus Christ. Does someone come to mind that you know that is waiting to hear about something good these days? Anything good. There's nothing better than the love and goodness of Jesus. Pray as you move about and minister to others. As the Spirit leads, share about Jesus. Keep sharing and don't stop talking about Jesus. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your truth. We thank you for how you engage with us and help us along moment by moment when it comes to understanding your truth. As we read and study your word and get into it more deeply, thank you for teaching us and showing us more information to help us. More wisdom, more knowledge, more understanding to help us to be able to share with others your truth. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do to help us to be the ones carrying the good news, the message of truth to all the nations throughout the world. And Lord, we know that this is a worldwide movement. We know that for the events in Ukraine, the hunger for your word, the desire to hear your truth. And even places where churches are being persecuted or uh, churches where there's difficulty in meeting Places like China. Lord, we know that your word is there too. And we thank you for that as well. May we, as we hear this truth, become more confident in our ability to speak about you before others. Because Lord, there's a time when it's going to happen. And we want to be ready, just like you tell us to. We want to be ready to show people the hope that we have in you. We thank you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate you stopping by and hearing another message for Akron Elias Fellowship Church. God bless you and take care of yourselves, and we will catch you next time.